0: Today is known as Black Friday. Yes. In America. Yes, it is. Uh, To our international listeners, uh, that is when we traditionally uh, get up at a ridiculous amount of time and fight other people to save $30. We don't. No, we don't. We're not. Well, we we work retail, so we're we're watching people fight over $30. Yes, that's true. Here's the part I don't understand, okay? I understand that if you make... Say minimum wage, what is minimum wage here in America now? seven and a 725. quarter twenty yeah, five okay, still seven and a quarter. If you make seven and a quarter an hour and you can get up and go get in line for three hours and save three hundred dollars on a television that you were going to purchase at some point anyways, or that you were waiting till it was as cheap as it is on Black Friday to purchase that I understand here 's what i don 't understand the guy who makes seventy five however many dollars an hour, right. Mm-hmm. Getting in line to wait three hours to save thirty dollars on the new Pokemon cards. I don't know, whatever. Yeah, to get a video the, game to get his new TV. To get a TV that's you know maybe you save a hundred bucks, but you just spent three hours in line. But here's okay, what's so your time
1: worth? I saw I saw a uh, graphic today and it uh-huh. said um, it's a picture of people in a, a bunch of tents out in front of Best Buy uh-huh. and it says spent three hundred dollars on a tent to save fifty dollars <laughs> on a TV.
0: That's what I'm talking yeah, so about.
1: So they'll say $50. bucks. Uh, they will spend it, 300 to save 50 Do the math. But here's the thing that a lot of people don't realize. If you're a technology geek and you're really into it, most of those TVs are a weird uh, item number. And they're, a lot of times they're missing some component
0: that actually allows the retailers to There's sell There's a lot of that in all the big box stores. Yeah. Sure, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, So when you when you Well, actually, don't
0: get me wrong, but if the guy who can't afford it anyways, but he can afford it on Black Friday, can go to the other waiting line, I don't have any problem with that. It's like you said. It's like the people who, spend, who go down there with a, sleep at a three hundred dollar tent right. to save seventy five dollars on the next Dyson. You know, I I don't right. understand that. It what just, if, you, it make what any
1: if sense? you went down there in a three hundred dollar tent to save seventy five dollars on your next tent? Oh no, that's interesting.
0: Was it a? Well, how much is the? How much is the next tent? Could you have afforded? Could you trade in your tent? No, for credit? Oh, no. See, that mm-hmm. would help. That would help. Now mm-hmm. here is uh, here is another thing about. Uh, Black Friday. Uh, someone told me that uh, a Cabela's, uh, to make this uh, germane to the podcast, uh, had uh, their doorbusters prizes. The first 600 people win cool things or win at, a chance at, at, each at cool things. each Cabela's or at yes, Cabela's across at, the at, nation? At, I think at each Cabela's, right? So the first 600 people in the door get a chance to win something. Okay. And the worst prize is a $100 gift card. Okay. I'm like, okay. That I could see. Okay. So I heard a story from a coworker who got there at three forty-five in the morning. Right. Waited in line an hour and a half-ish. What time did they open? Uh, I don't know. Okay, but anyways, so he gets to the front of the line, or he gets to the end of the line. I guess would that be the front? I He's, guess the he... front's the end of the line. If the if you're in the back of the line. Anywho he gets to where they 're giving out envelopes, and they run out about ten people in front of him, yes, so then he so, so he, then he didn't get there early enough. so he, <laughs> so he spent x amount of his time right to get nothing okay, but
1: here's the thing. he calculated you know because some people he that do that badly yeah um, they calculate that the the chances of them standing in line for an hour and a half and receiving a hundred dollar gift card minimum is worth their time because they don't make that much in an hour or whatever it is. So like you're saying, if you've got a guy that makes $100 an hour going and standing in that line... But an,
0: but an hour and 15 minutes, he would have had to been there, what, two hours to get one of the gifts, right? So it's at least 50 bucks an hour. Right. So if your time's not worth so 50 bucks he an hour, made, I can understand He would have made okay. $50 an hour. My time's, uh, my time's right around 50 bucks an hour, I'd like to say. Let's talk about, Speaking you know, of which, it is Black I haven't Friday. I got a let's, check from the last podcast.
1: Yeah, well, let's okay. talk about Black Friday <laughs> since, you know, you're already bringing up that other stuff. Okay. Let's talk about, I mean, have you seen any amazing deals? Because a lot of these deals now, a lot of this I've noticed
0: is it's I've not just Black Friday. So many it goes all amazing, the way through Monday. yeah. I've seen so many amazing deals uh, for the weekend, for Thanksgiving Day, for the weekend, for the Black Friday, and I bet you there's going to be amazing deals on the so-called Cyber Monday come Monday, right. right, that there's just too many of them to even, like, list off. There's there's smoking deals on <clears throat> ammo, bolt carrier groups. Um, Rifle build sets. I've seen smoking deals on aim points and scopes and where are, we see, bad or, where are you
1: seeing these from? The
0: uh, retailers I get a lot of emails. where yeah,
1: internet sells only. The
0: internet retailers. I'm okay. seeing a lot of that. But I've also seen some great deals on like gun safes from like Tractor Supply, Academy. Uh there was one other place that Walmart. Walmart's got okay. great deals on gun safes today. So they're just all over the place, man. Right. Everyone's I don't know. Kinda, you can find a good deal on whatever you're looking for, well, it seems to yeah,
1: me. Make sure you go to our, our Facebook page, facebook.com slash gunshowpodcast and like us. Uh, we're, next week uh, for our show, we are going to have a little section, the best gift ideas for the guys and gals in your life when it comes to guns and accessories. The so. best
0: gift ideas are really expensive guns. Not right now, Scott. We'll talk about it, <laughs> that, no, we'll talk really. about it next week. I, if you're going to get me something, I'm trying to tell our listeners, if you're going to send me something, just <laughs> because, any – You know what? It doesn't have to be an expensive gun. You're everybody's gun. guy, right? That's you know? what I'm talking yeah. about. Just send me a gun. It doesn't have to be a really expensive gun. Send them the gun. And if you, you send know what, them though? bullets,
1: send them very slowly. Meanwhile, preferably not out of the end of a barrel.
0: So if you've got any <laughs> gift ideas, uh, jump on our Facebook. Jump on our email. Let us know a good gift idea. Uh, better yet, if you've got any, uh, if you've got any good Black Friday scores, show us your Black Friday score. Show us your Black Friday score. Yeah. Show us what you got and, uh, you know, get on your friends' Facebook pages and and like us from there.
1: Yeah. And Scott sits there and watches those unboxing videos. So if you post it, he'll watch it. (laughs) He'll watch it all
0: day long. Yeah. What the really important thing about unboxing videos is if I watch it on mute, there should be nothing going on for at least ten minutes. Right, right. That's it, the important thing.
1: And the thing is, is that inside your head, there's nothing going on all day, so huh? nothing changes. I don't. What What did you say? Um, I think I think you're right though. With the with the Black Friday sales, most of the things that are going to affect us as sportsmen have come in through the the email, and they yes. go through
0: Sunday. Yes, and that's the best I part mean, of them. You don't have to jump on them right now, unless they run out. <laughs> right. Uh, you can wait and get it on Sunday when you're. You bored of watching football or what have you?
1: Right. Well, um speaking of football? No. Oh. Well yeah, did you watch the game last night? The Cowboys game? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think that the uh Thanksgiving uh dinner was somewhat interrupted with the first kickoff within the twelve seconds when he fumbled it and
0: Oh, I didn't watch the first half. We ate lunch uh at noonish. Yeah. Uh and so the ball game wasn't until like three fifteen. Right. So that's about the time I left, which is the perfect time to drive across the metroplex. Yes, it is. Because there's no one <laughs> yeah, on the road. It was no beautiful. One. It was it was stark contrast to trying to get to my parents' house.
1: So did you get to do any shooting or any outdoor activities?
0: Well, not this weekend, uh, but last weekend. No, wait, not last weekend, but this weekend. Not that. So last.
1: S- Not the most recent weekend that will be coming up
0: this weekend because it hasn't got here yet,
1: but the weekend that we just got off of, you know, before Monday you started. You know what?
0: It's been so crazy with that break of the Thanksgiving. I yeah. kept thinking it was the weekend before. The, the last reason we weekend, didn't have a
1: show last weekend was because Scott was on the road
0: by what, 7 o'clock Friday morning? Uh, oh, yeah. It was early. It was, you know, up at O-Dark 30, standard military stuff. So what were you doing? Went and shot the uh, Texas Adjutant General's Governor's 20 pistol match. Okay, say that without so much slur in your voice. Texas Adjutant General General. <laughs> now I can't say it. Now you've got Okay. <laughs> can you mark? Can I get a mark? No, I'm not no. getting a mark, am I? <laughs> So, I shot the pistol match. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: you shot a pistol match. How did, um, it, it, was there anything different between this match? Uh, did you get to try any new gear or since, or because it's military, you, you're pretty yeah. much stuck with the gear that you yeah, always have, right?
0: I've got some, I've got some newer stuff I was trying out. I was trying out the battle belt concept as opposed to the chest rig, which worked out good for me. Uh, Break that, break
1: that down for me. What do you mean battle belt? Okay. I mean, most of us might know what a chest rig is, yeah. which is the pockets and the yeah. magazines attached to your chest. But what right. do you mean battle belt? What is yeah. that?
0: Mean? The chest rig is a uh, a leftover from the old Rhodesian War, believe it or not. And it became really popular in the Middle East for, for the guys running around uh, in man dresses carrying AKs. We okay. just carry a few AK mags on the front of uh, – uh, canvas or nylon uh, rig, chest rig, uh, mm-hmm. that's why they call it that. So it became this uh, to where every GI has got one. Now you see it, it's really popular with American military. Uh, it's basically standard issue. Um, and it, as opposed to the body armor, it's more of just a rig that goes over your chest uh, doesn't hold plates doesn't hold body armor so, but it holds So so it, it kind
1: of looks like a vest from the front but in the back there's usually maybe a cross strap yeah like an a, H
0: or an X or yeah. something like that and then yeah. it
1: runs across the middle of your back there's a strap to keep it compressed against yeah. your body
0: yeah it rides it has a little less uh, material than a vest would right and so it's lighter and it's cooler in the summer right and uh, it rides a little higher okay. uh, usually isn't attached to a belt like a vest was back in the old school days okay um but yeah, that's what I've been running for a few years. So
1: really it's when you say battle belt, it's only the 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 idea of the design. It's not really a whole chest rig that Well, would the ch- that's carry the, that's the chest rig. That. Right. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So we're so not that's, kind of So then what's a battle belt? A battle belt is the is so we've kind of come full circle. We're back to wearing a like almost like a duty belt. Yes. So basically um, in the military, your body armor is your chest rig, right? Right. So your body armor usually is Molly.
1: Which is MOLLE, which is straps, which is yeah. kind of a... The, it's a modular It's the ALIS. It's advanced system. past yes. the Alice system, right. which some people may remember from
0: Vietnam era. So it's a modular pouch system, uh, but it's integrated into your body armor that holds your plates. And so we've gone to wearing that with... A belt, because you still got to carry your pistol, right? Right. So your pistol is now on a separate belt, and some people were putting it on their trouser belt. Uh, but some people decided that that wasn't modular enough or flexible enough, so they went to the idea of a miniature uh, padded belt system with molly straps on it. So okay. basically it's a modular Belt system that hangs down below your body armor, and the good thing about that is, if you ditch your body armor, or for some reason you're not wearing it, you still have the belt with your pistol, and maybe you put one rifle mag on it, and maybe a first aid pouch, and maybe all your pistol mags are on it, or you know, kind of sounds you like a good, a good
1: item for a bug out. <clears throat>
0: yeah, setup. It, it, it's really handy. Uh, like I said especially if you're just like throwing body armor on or you're you don't wearing armor at all you're just throwing you on you your don't pistol You are not wearing armor at all. You don't not wearing maybe some <laughs> thing What in is it? What isn't it? So if you're not wearing armor the 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 battle belt system is modular, it's flexible, it's comfortable, much more comfortable than the old school pistol belts from back in the day with a flap right. holster. Um, and it's it's modern so you can attach modern systems to it. I have a modern Safariland uh, ALS uh holster rig uh, issued? Yeah, they 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 they've gone to the Safariland for the general issue on right. the pistol belt. Is it all painted gold? No, it's painted Air Force blue. Oh. No, it's not painted Air Force blue. It's it's painted brown like well, everything. I
1: mean, I figured it. No, like the whole belt they system, were black my figure would for be years. like like
0: bright gold you know no no, no 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 with
1: like a little with like a little black no, bat no. symbol in it's the front. bright
0: blue and it <laughs> reflects light oh, no, yes sure <laughs> and it has leds built in do you have grappling hooks on there too of course yes <laughs> but only a little air force symbol shaped grappling hooks
1: well, then you're all set
0: all set all set <laughs> so yeah i ran the uh the belt rig for the majority of the match and uh, I found it to be very adequate uh, with just needing a few tweaks and changes and probably a better, uh, better quality setup as mine was made in China, um, which was fine for— Oh, did you get one of those UTG belts? <laughs> um, I want to say it was Condor. But uh, it left a lot to be desired. You know, it required I, I like a little a, tweaking. I like some of the Condor
1: clothing. Yes. But some of their – and some of their bags are great. i tell you
0: what. The Condor stuff for the price is amazing. Yes. So that battle belt cost me probably less than $30, and I've been able to wear it to several three-gun matches and uh, the Governor's 20 pistol match. And it hasn't fallen apart. It's just not comfortable and not – as um flexible as I'd like it to be right so I'm going to go purchase a high end one now so I'm going to spend the money and not feel regret though
1: but you cuz you were able to use because it I and, know, and know that you like exactly. that exactly
0: and now I can give it away or maybe sell it for you know uh, some regain some portion of my money and uh, no it's not bad at all so and if you were if that's the only thing I had I wouldn't feel out of sorts with it um, I just want something that fits a little better and rides a little better and is a little more flexible in its uh, attachment options.
1: So Scott, that yeah. you know this awesome little battle belt, Batman's yeah. belt yeah, whatever. Bat yeah, bat, bat belt. Did uh so did that help you win the match? Was that a deciding factor on why <laughs> the Ginger took the match? Uh-huh. Hands down. Because I mean, I'm ginger? assuming you took the match hand down because I mean you came in here like you were, you know, your
0: your chest was puffed out. I mean, you were like, right. "Are you ready for you this?" You had this. Here's my official answer to that: is, listen, I'm not there for me. I am there for my team. Yes, and I helped propel so you my did team terrible to victory. <laughs> <laughs> so our team won yes. first place. Oh. Our, our four man team. Yes. So we won. What place did and you finish in that four man team? And that's the important thing. <laughs> i came in 20th
1: <laughs> out of a four-man team we need to talk about math scott Wait. you can't be 20th out of a four-man team oh i don't know they didn't list it like that i just i just read the number
0: beside my name Ah, uh, so i don't know well that's better than what it normally says which is fail no it doesn't say it says it on the end not by the front it says it over on the l- what's it? what hand is this right the right the, side. R- the right, the right, right side. column the yes. right column says fail <laughs> No, I finished second on, on my team, if if I that's what you you're looking for. you just said they for. didn't break it
1: down like that.
0: Well, no, I, I know, because one one person on my team finished higher than me. Who was the better shot? Well, the one person on the team that finished higher than me.
1: Okay, well, <laughs> well just give us a first name. Let us know. Give him some mad
0: cushy props. I'm in the military. I don't know and anyone's just throw his first name. name. Give, him, give, oh, give him
1: some. Sergeant George. Mad Cushy Props, Sergeant <laughs> mad George. Mad Sergeant George. Virtual high
0: five. He, actually, this was his— ah, There this, it is. This Thanks was, for
1: ruining my first virtual high five that I've ever given. Yeah. Uh, so he— <laughs>
0: <laughs> This was Sergeant— Actually, well, actually mad, I give them to everybody. Mad but, Cushy you know, Props to Sergeant you know. George because this was his first match. He finished sixth overall, right. which is quite impressive, which put him in the Governor's 20 spot. So he got a Governor's 20 tab out right it. Um, you did, too, though, because no, he finished 20th. It's top eight. Oh. Top eight rifle, top eight pistol, top two machine gunners, top two snipers. Okay. That's That equals so, 20, a, they tell me. A
1: guy that's a whole lot newer than you beat you.
0: Way new. Hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And what was his name? Sergeant George. So Sergeant George, uh, we may be looking for a replacement
0: host <laughs> here. I don't think he can talk better than me. I'm pretty good at that.
1: <laughs> I don't think he can
0: talk gooder. But, uh, I'm, I, I'm he, the goodest talker I know. He's
1: your good try. <laughs> All right. Well, we got a... Um, we do have a question here from Brian. He's uh, giving us all virtual high fives, and we're going to pass it on to our listener Scott, go ahead.
0: Virtual high fived. <laughs> <laughs> all right.
1: He's got, a, he's got a, some, a, a question here that can easily be an entire show. So we should save um, it? So I, <laughs> what I want to do is that maybe we can talk about it a little bit, but I think that this would be best answered in maybe a blog post. Oh, you're going to do a blog post? One of us will.
0: (laughs) I saw that coming.
1: (laughs) Uh, So he says, uh, if we could give him a couple ideas, which we definitely will on the show so that
0: everyone can can hear the ideas. How come when we do a blog post, I do all the typing and then I email it to you? You don't do all the typing. (laughs) What, you have to log in first? Before you cut and paste it? I think that a few of those
1: say written by Scott, and then a few of them say written by Martin. Yeah, because you put your name on mine. No, I
0: don't. You're right. I don't ever want to claim any of your work (laughs) as mine. Now, that's messed up. No, (laughs) you don't do that.
1: I would never do that. I want – oh, um We'll we'll get into it a little bit more, but we're we're kind of expanding and we're bringing a few more people in with us on a, a few different little ventures. Not they may be guests every once uh. in a while. But um, first, let's get to Brian's question. He he says uh, he wants a couple of ideas to build a lightweight AR. He says he's looking to make a lightweight build for new shooters that is easy to handle and won't be intimidating. Right. Um, he says, uh, are there any accessories hmm. that would benefit a new shooter without sacrificing the handling of a of uh, handling and weight? What I want to say is that if you're going to benefit a new shooter to the to the umpth degree, iron sights, let them learn the basics first.
0: Now, now here, I'm going to disagree completely with you, but uh, I have good reasoning to back it up. I say a red dot sight because you, you put a red dot sight on something like an AR or mm-hmm. 22 for a beginner mm-hmm. and you hand it to them and they immediately start shooting. With that red dot, and they may start hitting things right. with it, and because it's easy to use and it's so quick to learn. Now, I'm not saying that the iron sights aren't an excellent skill set and that everyone shouldn't have that. What I'm saying is for a first new shooter to get them into the sports, to get them locked in, mm-hmm. hand them that red dot and let them go to town. Let them blast some stuff, let them shoot some reactive targets, let them shoot some steel, some of those weird, you know, squares. Have you seen those that you shoot and they tumble? Or one of those tumbling metal things. Yeah, you know, if you're using a 22, let them shoot some fun targets. Let them use the red dot and get them hooked, and then and then take it away from them. And And then they're like your children.
1: Like your children. You know, you just get them hooked on something and then you just rip it away. It's but, like, it's like summer I, when you get to stay up late and then all of a sudden it's school time and now you have to go to bed early. No, you know, no, no animosity there. That's what my, that's what my kids Sometimes. are like on Sundays. Yeah. They're
0: like, but dad, it's not a school day. I go, no, tomorrow's a school day. That's not the way it works. <laughs> Anywho, I do agree with Martin and a lot of people do that iron sights are an important skill set to have for any shooter. However, I think that is, that is best introduced. Um, once you've got them interested in shooting and once you've got them uh, wanting to come with you and shoot. Now, if you're starting at that point, if somebody says, I want to learn to shoot, I'm willing okay. to invest willing in to it, invest. the time and the effort, then. then you're going
1: the, willing to invest the time and effort for what? I'm, I'm, to, to be a shooter. To, to teach them? Or yeah. To, they want, okay. I'm
0: talking – if somebody just goes, hey, I've never shot guns before. I want to go to the range. That's a completely different person than, hey, will you teach me to shoot? I want to learn to shoot. You know, those are two completely different individuals, and I think you approach them differently. And I think one of them you give the red dot, and the other one maybe you give iron sights. in in, in to uh, to be devil's advocate for your argument,
1: well, and I, I can understand. I've t- I've taken a church group. I, I took a, a very a, a rather large church group shooting. And I and I, I didn't have an iron sights on my rifle. I had my red dot that I normally have, and we probably put three thousand plus rounds through that. And I bet minimum. you they enjoyed the heck and out of it. And my rifle, I I think I all I was doing was loading <laughs> magazines. I remember that, yeah. And I ended up ended up having what was nice about it was some of the people were so excited to shoot my 22 AR that they were helping the next person in line, and they yeah. were able to teach them where the safety was, how to load the magazine, how to charge it. And it, you know, I was watching them as I was loading. Sure, but it was easy to just kind of let them take it, and yeah. they got super excited
0: about it too. So. And I think that proves uh, both of our points. I think I think they're both valid points: the iron sights and the red dot. Um, however, like I said, to get somebody excited about shooting, right, uh, especially if they're maybe a little trepidation about shooting an AR. Then definitely that red dot.
1: One of the things that, that I always get asked with people, um, you talk about something to not intimidate a new shooter. Why don't you tell them a lot of times, just tell them the truth, that it's not going to blow their shoulder off, and it's not going to try to knock them over. You know, I get a lot of people that always see my ARs and their new shooters, even if it's the 5.56 five, They and go, oh my gosh, how does that kick? You know, because it looks, it's got the rail systems on it, and all, sure. they're like, oh my gosh, how's that kick? And you, it I looks always, like a big gun. Yeah, I put yeah. my hand up on their shoulder and kind of just like just barely, you know, tap it. And they're like, "No, it can't yeah. be that." Yeah, yeah. So don't don't intimidate a shooter. Now, this isn't these aren't accessories and stuff like that. These are all just the things that would be leading up to someone not being intimidated when they touch an AR sure. or when they go yeah, shooting yeah. with you. There's just don't don't be cocky like a lot of people are, and don't try to scare people let them don't know,
0: be those people on the YouTube videos that hand the little slight little girl the, the desert
1: eagle or something
0: the pistol grip mossberg with the three and a half inch shells in it right yeah don't be that guy yeah don't yeah don't let let's. I mean, even let's if you, be ambassadors for our sport. Right. In a positive aspect, not like. Scott US gave ambassador. thumbs up. By the way, he gave True these thumbs up. He's giving you everyone virtual thumb th- thumbs that, up. That was my ambassador look. Yeah. <laughs> you like that? I think we need to get a picture. It's more visual, place. but you you get the point. It
1: might be our new cover image at some point.
0: <laughs> I like it. <laughs> so. Um, all right, so what else oh, would there lightweight. be? Yes, lightweight. Let's, let's talk about lightweight. Um if this is a range toy and and I say that uh I want to stress that, if this is not for home defense, not for duty, you know, not not for anything like that. If this is just a range toy, it's strictly going to come out for new shooters or or what have you, then I like the polymer lowers. We talked about that before.
1: Yeah, Omni ATI yeah. has some Omni ones that are bimetal, actually some polymer and Yeah, the and hybrid.
0: Metal. Now, uh, I haven't seen the hybrid for sale yet, but there's plenty of ATI Omnis out there and they are inexpensive. And I tell you what, the best recipe right now in my mind for a lightweight AR is an ATI polymer lower. Keeping it lightweight. Oh, good. And a BCM okay. Bravo Company Bravo Company machine, right? Upper. Upper. And you can get on their website and get a 14 and a half or a sixteen inch lightweight barrel for less upper for less than five hundred bucks. And you just need to add a bolt carrier group, some sort of hand guards, and your charging handle, and, and some sort of sight. Of and course. And
1: when Scott when Scott talks about fourteen five, it's a pin and welded.
0: Yes, you get on their website. May, yeah, it's a little sure bit more everybody money. Everybody knows that, yeah. it, but it's a pin. It's a shorter barrel, a but it's a
1: pin and welded flash hider. Which basic, which since it becomes pin and welded to, to anyone that doesn't know this, when you pin and weld a flash hider on a fourteen five, it extends it out to make it a sixteen inch right. barrel.
0: Well, on any barrel, if you if you permanently attach an extension device, which in this case is our muzzle device, um, it's counted as the barrel according to the ATS. So if you put a barrel shroud, quote unquote, you see that all the time with 22s, some of the imported 22s from GSG, they had a barrel shroud that looks like a silencer. Yes. And it's pin and welder, and that counts as the 16-inch barrel. Right. Same thing, same concept here, except now we're talking about a real muzzle device, like a flash hider or brake. And it's pin and welded a 14 and a half inch to bring it out to a legal 16 inch length. Right. And that, and that takes a few ounces off yeah, the barrel weight. that it. helps lighten it up a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And I actually have one of these guns. I built a lightweight build with polymer lower and a BCM uh, lightweight upper. And I am, uh, I'm happy with it. I'm, I'm, I'm overjoyed with it. It's a lightweight gun. Uh, it's versatile. It runs. So you can't go wrong with that setup.
1: Um, if you want to go even lighter weight, uh, and you don't need the 5.56, you're introducing new shooters uh, with the twenty two long rifle. You can also purchase a CMMG Ooh, pencil, dedicated barrel. Yeah, yeah. pencil barrel lightweight. Not only do you not have a gas block because it's blowback operated, you also don't have a gas tube, and you can take out your buffer and recoil spring That's out true. of the stock, making it a super
0: lightweight yeah. gun. That is a super lightweight that's, gun. That's, that's a good
1: call. And I, ha- and I have one of those built. And I you think that's the lightest I was ever able to make something.
0: Yeah, I think I want to build one of those now that you
1: say it's that. It's fun.
0: I think that'd be the ultimate beginner gun. On top of everything else, the barrel is
1: recessed an inch into the receiver. Yeah, so it looks so, cooler. So it looks cooler. It's a little bit <laughs> sh- shorter. But it also takes that weight off the end. So yeah, that's So even that's less true. weight. That's true. So, it
0: gives you better balance. That's yes. true. So... Um, So look into those ideas for lightweight. Like we said, uh, the biggest thing about lightweight is the barrel. No need to go with an H bar. Go with a lightweight, you know, six and a quarter uh, at the gas block barrel. Um, You know, there's no need to go for an M4 style. You can go lighter weight than that. Uh, uh, Get a lightweight uh, barrel. I think that's the most important thing. If you really want to, no need to put on a heavy stock.
1: um, Go super lightweight. If you, this is what I would think of as being the best super lightweight gun you could build. Would be a uh, pencil thin profile barrel. So, pencil profile. Sure. Or whatever, whoever you're buying it from says that their profile is lightweight, whatever. Um, Then go with a a short gas block so that you can tuck it underneath a carbon fiber rail or a very lightweight aluminum rail that doesn't have Picatinny rails on it. Uh, And then put, if you want iron sights, you can put the Magpul M bus sights. Extremely lightweight. and, I mean, that's a, that's a lot of the you weight that you're going to feel. You
0: put an aim point red dot on it, and, and that's a, a lightweight red
1: or dot. Or you could put a primary arms lo- uh, red dot on it, yes, and, and it nice only costs you 90 bucks, and you could Ooh, get it
0: for all of your rifles. They're on sale.
1: Yes, Black Friday, Black Friday For sales. like $60. Oh, man. Sheesh. I didn't get that email. Yeah. <laughs> go buy one $60. of those. $60.
0: It's a smoking deal. It comes with an AR riser for 60 bucks. I love mine. Yeah, you know I love mean? mine. I, I love it. I've, I've got some myself. Uh, a lot of rounds put through those. All right,
1: uh, Brian has a, a secondary question that uh, hopefully we answered some of your questions, gave you a little bit of ideas on the direction to go. Um, but he wants to know, what is our EDC, or everyday carry, when it comes to lights, first aid, and um, et cetera. And what, uh, what else, or what do we keep in our range bags or what do we take to the range with us every time we go? Uh, so Scott, go okay. ahead. What, uh, give me a rundown of your flashlight, your knife and your gun. Kind of, what is your everyday carry stuff? Um,
0: my everyday carry right now, uh, is a, uh, car PM nine, nine millimeter pistol. Um, I carry that in my pocket and pocket holster. Uh, Because it's lightweight and it's nine millimeter. It goes bang every time. It's great. Um my everyday flashlight usually is a streamlight, uh two cell CR123A. Uh today I'm carrying a Surefire G two with an LED conversion head on it. And I usually keep this light uh handy, you know, in my car or uh I keep a couple of these in the house because I got a bunch of G2s laying around, and so I just switch them over to uh LED. I think if I had to do that again though, I'd go with the G2X. Mm-hmm. One of the current op- offerings from Surefire. But I have these old lights, so I upgraded them. Um, uh, as far as first aid goes, I don't carry about, with me on the purse. Per- oh, my knife. Uh, I carry two knives every day carry. I carry a Buck Strider, which is a fantastic knife that they don't make anymore, unfortunately. And I carry a Kin Onion Kershaw knife. Uh which is a, a fabulous uh, little knife uh, that I absolutely adore. I've carried that for five or six years now. Uh, both knives are pretty much bulletproof, and they do everything I need them to. You know, cut boxes and string and tags off of clothes. Usually that's what I'm doing is cutting tags off of Barbie clothes and weird stuff like that. Right. But anyways, um, as far as first aid goes, I don't uh, I don't keep one on my person. And that is because I've got one in the trunk of the car. I've got a nice first aid kit. Um, that's probably missing, you know, a blowout type kit in it. I right. probably need to add uh, uh, some quick clot and a tourniquet, and it would be perfect. Okay, <clears throat> I keep uh, the same type of first aid kit at the house. So if I'm at the house, I've got it there. And then, of course, uh, where I work has a giant first aid station with all okay. the stuff in it. So I, I, I'm remiss in caring about that uh, the first aid, but, you know, I've got it pretty close at hand, uh, either in the car or in the house, just maybe not on my person when in a store or something.
1: Yeah, I carry a Glock 19 with a Viridian light laser combo on it. Um, so that's that's not my everyday light, but that is kind of, I don't have to have my flashlight on me in case I needed to use my gun in a low-light situation. But I do carry a G2 with me um, on my bag, because I pretty much always have a bag no matter where I go, because I carry you know, all the spirals and all the paperwork and everything that we need to, to do the show or to write notes down or, or business meetings. Uh, then also, I carry a Kershaw knife with a RAM lock on it, which I absolutely love. It's one of those knives that, either left-handed or right-handed, you can... Um, easily open and close it. Uh, the problem I have, though, and I'm not going to speak for all Kershaw since you have a Kershaw and you love it, is the steel on this is very weak. It's, yeah. it's
0: very, very weak. Um, See, I'm told the steel on my my Buckstrider, which is just a 440 stainless, is subpar because it's not one of the cool CRMOV P14 154 steels. Right. I tell you what, I don't have any trouble with this knife. It holds a decent end. Look at the serrations on mine. Oh, I don't like This, this is why I don't buy serrated knives. Yeah. Do you see the chips
1: in that? Yep. And I've never really cut anything. It's kind of ugly. That, you know, huh. it's hard.
0: Very interesting.
1: Uh, then you see the tip? The the tip? Yeah. It's cut doled out. Yeah. It's flat. I was cutting uh, something off my pants that had got, it had got hung up and it tore yeah. my pants. I was cutting a piece of my pants off and barely smacked the tile. Yeah. And it it just blunted it huh. just blunted the end. Yeah, that's uh, I love the knife. I love the the blade. Just I love the feel, but I'm not happy with the steel. Yeah. With
0: the steel. Um, you know what? I was like that. I used to carry Spyderco's, and I would always chip the tip off under any sort of use or abuse. Right. And that's just the way Spyderco's are. So I prefer. I don't prefer Spyderco's. I don't like them anymore because I always break them. But I tell you what, there are plenty of people out there that carry Spider every day and they love them. And
1: I know there's plenty of people so that probably have the opinion. same knife yeah. and,
0: and really love Don't it. Don't have any trouble with it, but yeah. But
1: like I said, since I carry my bag with me with all the the, the binders and blah, blah, blah in it, I carry a G2 um, inside that bag. Oh, sure. So, yeah, so, yeah, so not only do I have my Viridian light and laser that's always with my pistol, I do have my uh, G2, Surefire G2 light. And as for medical kit, I'm like Scott. I do have a tourniquet, but I don't have um, quick clot. Yeah. So I do have a somewhat of a blowout kit with uh, plenty of gauze and a tourniquet, but I, yeah. quick clot is something to
0: really consider. I, I have, I. You and know, it's
1: dropping in price.
0: Yes. I <laughs> definitely jump on that. There's some Black Friday deals on that, as a matter of fact. I saw somebody, it might have been Chief, had a deal on an IFAC which includes a quick clot and the cat tourniquets. So check that out um, if you're looking for that sort of thing. Another thing I wanted to mention uh, that I always carry and I forget about um, is my Gerber artifact. Yes, you do. And if you Google that, this is a great little gadget.
1: Well, and we'll take some pictures of it. Yeah, I think you need yeah, yeah. to. I think you need to do a blog post on that.
0: Yeah, I can talk about the Gorilla artifact. It's basically, it's a tiny little. Can you still get your hands on those? Are they they yeah, still sell those. And they're cheap. Okay, they're dirt cheap. I've seen them on Amazon for less than ten bucks. So if you got Amazon Prime, that's less than ten dollars to the house. Uh, it has an Exacto blade on it. It's got a bottle opener, which is its most important function. It's like
1: a nail remover too.
0: It's got, a, uh it's got a um, screwdriver. A point on it that works for Phillips. Yes, a lot I of different yeah, Phillips. See that? Um, not all of them, but you know, a good portion. It's got a nice little pry feature on it and a kind of yeah nail remover feature, which <laughs> I've never used. Yeah. I'll never use that. It's like a, a middle uh, a, a mini breaching bar. I will tell you what, this thing is good for. <laughs> if you go into your first aid kit and you grab your multi tool out and you've never used it before and you can't get your fingernail and the little fingernail thing to take. You use the, the the artifact to pry out whatever blade you're trying to get on your multi tool. You yeah, it's perfect for that. Or if you have gloves on, <laughs> I always
1: use. Okay, so speaking of that, for my range bag, sure. What do I always have in my range bag that's a guarantee um, that I don't leave home without it? Which is going to yeah. be the ammo for the guns that I'm shooting. Uh-huh. <laughs> but uh, FP ten, I will not leave oh, home without yeah, yeah. FP ten oil, and usually a few Q tips and i have my cleaning rags in there too also the other most important thing is my uh leatherman yeah i tell you not, what i know leatherman and there's a no, lot of ar- arguments that. with leatherman because of their political stances but and you
0: know what i haven't bought one since it came out with that political stance i haven't either <laughs> and i'm still using the same ones cuz they're great tools no matter what you say about it um i never i've never bought one this uh-huh. one was if I've bought a couple I've, me, so. I've been issued a ton of Leatherman stuff and I've broken some of it, I'll be honest. I've I been their issued warranties. I've been issued a ton of Gerber stuff and I've broken some of it. So but the, you know the Leatherman wave that I've that I've been using uh more than any other tool lately right. is uh it's still going strong and I don't have any issues with it. And that's what I do. I tell you what I do. I don't have a range bag, but I have a bag that if I'm going to the range Stuff gets thrown in. It's oh, got like other a, stuff in it, like a range bag. Not really, because it's got a. <laughs> it's my backpack, and my laptop's probably in there, and I probably got some headphones. So it's in not there. a dedicated, no, dedicated no, no, bag. No. It's not okay. just a range bag. But I tell you what goes in there, like you said, gun oil for sure. Uh, usually Militech one or Mobile one, whatever's laying around closest to me. Um, uh, ears, of course. You got to have your hearing protection. Uh, I put my extra hearing protection in there lately. Because I'm about to wear out my set of Surefire Hearing Protection and need to switch to my other Surefire Hearing Protection, um, which we've talked about on the show. I love those. Yeah. Um, Eyes. Uh, I try to make sure I have sunglasses and or clear lens shooting glasses, which I forgot. Mm -hmm. I had to borrow some clear lens shooting glasses. I keep a pair of extra glasses. Yes, that's smart. (laughs) Um, And uh, basically the same stuff I'd take if I was going outdoors anywhere. Gloves, rain gear, sunblock. Yeah, it's sunblock.
1: That is sunblock is important. You, For me you and your little especially. boonie hat. That's how
0: you can. My spot boonie you. hat. Yeah, yeah. If I'm not wearing electronic ears, I'm wearing my boonie hat. You
1: will turn red. I will get cooked. Yeah, your face will match the color of your hair. It happens. Um. All right. So hopefully, you know, Brian, we we answered all your your questions and, and gave everyone a little bit more information. Tell you what, if
0: you've got a dedicated range bag, now I have a target bag. So this is what I keep in my target bag that you might want to think about keeping your range bag. A staple gun. Okay, yes. A roll of duct tape. Yes. Good duct tape. Not like the silver stuff that gets all crazy because you left it out in the garage. The real stuff. The good duct. Well, mine's the real stuff, yeah. Military issue. But uh, the good duct tape because I find that sometimes it's easier to tear off a chunk of duct tape and use that as a target than actually nail up a dedicated target. Yeah, if you have to. Yeah. Um, And whatever else you use to hang targets. Maybe your range, you use clips. So you need to keep, you know, clips in your bag. Right. I think that's really handy. Um, so I thought I'd throw that out there for people to keep in their range bag. Yeah, definitely some Extra staples for the staple gun because it really stinks to go all the way up to the range and not have any staples in your staple gun. I'm just saying. Well, uh,
1: I do want to say uh, the last show we, we talked about uh, putting the front takedown pin in your AR. Yes, we did. Um, And I told you, and I was telling you that I was able to do that, just luckily found a way to do it without any tools. Yes, Um, and
0: I I bragged about my $6 tool.
1: Yes, you bragged about your $6 tool. Well, (laughs) Connor wanted to put you in your place. Oh, what now? And let you know that you can go to Home Depot and you Uh can get a clevis pin
0: yes okay i know what he's talking about and yep.
1: it'll cost you less than two dollars
0: yeah if you get a clevis pin in the right diameter which i'm assuming they make since he's giving us a suggestion it'll have a bunch of holes drilled in it just like the tool i paid for and it'll be really cheap and it'll work the same way yeah it looks like it's a one tool.
1: fourth inch by two yeah um, that, makes, inch, that makes sense and they have them zinc plated universal clevis pin uh, he gave us a link so we'll throw it up there all right you know what um mad props a virtual high five for the suggestion all right, yeah. He says he uh, he's given us virtual high five too. Oh, so and he says keep up the good work.
0: Thank you. We will.
1: Well, yeah, we'll try. <laughs> <laughs> we will. All right. We got uh, now the last last question we have from a listener. Uh, we have another. Uh, Scott's going to talk about a, a seven hundred here in a little bit. Seven hundred what? The the rifle the custom made oh, yeah. rifle. There's only one of them though. Yes. Okay. All right. So Scott's going to talk about that one in a second. <laughs> Uh, but we have a question from Eric. Um, he was talking about the Glock 20s. And he says he lives in Michigan and he spends a fair amount of time in bear and large cat areas. He wanted something that could ward off either one of those uh, or some two-legged predators that might try to make way into his home. He's a casual IPSC shooter and um, he doesn't feel that the recoil would be an issue. But what do we like and dislike about the the Glock 20s, which is a 10 millimeter? Um, and he's giving us a virtual high-five, and, hey, he's telling us to keep up the good work, too.
0: All right, virtual right. high-five, and we will, like I said, we will keep we up the good work. We will keep up the good work. Okay, uh, the Glock 20. Uh, the pros are it fires the giant 10-millimeter round, okay? Uh, it's available with a 6-inch barrel, so if you need to hunt the bears, you can do so. You can get buffalo-bore <laughs> ammo, which will knock down like a building. It's, it's, <laughs> this stuff's ridiculous. It, it has a very high rate of speed and they're tons very heavy rounds, tons of energy transfer uh, with some of that Buffalo Boar ammo. So, and it holds a lot of bullets. I forget how many it is. Bullets? 15? Is it 15 plus one? Uh,
1: I think it's somewhere Something around like there. That. It's over so,
0: 10. Yeah it's yeah it's definitely a high capacity quote unquote magazine.
1: Well for New York it is. Oh it's like super capacity.
0: It's <laughs> go to jail. So there's some great things about it. Uh, the cons are uh, if you're shooting some of those loads especially indoors if you're trying to practice with it, the thing is like a cannon. It's like going off in your face. It's very high concussion concussion. It sounds con- like you've had a, you've it's been very concussed high concussion food
1: times bar.
0: Yeah, so you get concussed from the blast. It's bright, lots of flame. So that's big fireballs coming out.
1: But the nice thing at the range, though, when you're doing that is you pull that trigger one time and
0: every everybody else leaves. <laughs> well, they turn to go, What is that? Yeah, why is that guy setting <laughs> what things is on he fire? Shooting? So, um, also, some of the older Glocks, the non SF models, don't fit a lot of people's hands. So, uh, go see if it fits your hand first. Um, I know I had a 21, which is the same frame size. Uh, it felt like a 2x4 in my yeah, hand, yeah. but I shot it really well, so I don't have any complaints with the size. But I could see where lots of people might complain about the size of it. So
1: really the the downside, and and that's what I, – I, I responded to him and, and spoke to him because his question came in a little while back, but – that was what I was telling him, was the frame size felt like a 2 by 4 a massive thing in my yeah. hand. But The newer FFs and the Gen 4s? Sounds like it's 4s?
0: perfect for what he's looking for. Yeah, I'd definitely, that'd be my go-to gun for bear country, I would think. Um, you know, if I had to go pick one specifically for such actions. I'd rather have that, I think, over a forty four mag revolver. All day? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Well, uh, Eric,
1: there you go. Uh we love it. Uh, we both love the ten millimeter. We love shooting it. Uh it's not super hard to get your hands on. It it it, it it's not as popular as the twenty twos and the nine millimeters, so you can still find some out there.
0: Yeah, yeah, I definitely I, I went shopping for it the other day. Yesterday. As a matter of fact, for a friend and I saw it was uh it was less than 40 cents a round for plinking ammo, so it's not and it's, too
1: bad. And it's a, such a large caliber. Um, like he said, you can a lot of people use it for hunting, so you can get some really nice rounds or loads for that. Um, so really, it's just, a, it's just a, the grip for me. So go check out the the SF and the Gen fours, I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah. Go check them out, uh, see what you think, and tell us if you pick one of those up or what you decide on. Yeah, please uh, in the do. meantime.
1: Because that's all I've had experience with is a Gen three. I've yes. never shot the Gen four or anything. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the only one I've shot. All right. Well, uh, Magpul uh, has yet to move. <laughs> <laughs> but are they still
0: catching flack for that?
1: Uh, yeah, they're, okay. I think they're going to. I mean, they they kind of spearheaded the "We're moving, we're moving, we're moving." Uh, well, we'll move in a little bit.
0: Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think they might have shot themselves in the foot. No pun intended. Uh, with the, uh, I mean, they have to move, right? They, they announced
1: they bead blasted themselves <laughs> in the foot.
0: They announced to the world that they were moving out of Colorado, right? And so they have to. And now they're going to catch flack until they do. I mean, that's just the nature of the beast, right?
1: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, they 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 said they, that regardless that a lot of the stuff that they wanted is coming through, but it was too late.
0: Speaking of Colorado, did you see where the last uh, – we talked about it last podcast, I want to say, about the recall on the third senator? She resigned. Oh, uh, instead of being rec. Yeah, two, two 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 three podcasts ago. Yeah, was her name Hudak? Was that I right? Think so, Something yeah. like that. Yeah, she resigned uh, her spot, so the Democrats wouldn't lose uh, a majority in the whatever house she's in, uh, the Senate. So she was going to get recalled. She knew she was going to get recalled. Instead of fighting the recall, she resigned. So I count that as a win. Now, unfortunately, the Democrats still have control of that part of the how of uh, the legislature, but still, that's a win. Right. I think these. Uh, I think some of these politicians will be worried that they will be fired if they don't listen to the constituency, which is a good thing. They're supposed to listen to us, right? You know what I realized?
1: What I feel like we're on a forum, and you just hijacked my thread because I was totally going into the the Magpul story, and you are like, hey, hey. So back to your Diversion. Magpul story. Diversion.
0: Look over here. You were talking about Colorado. It was it was a perfect segue. I was talking about Magpul. Not moving out of Colorado. You, know what? you did do a good job.
1: <laughs> so back to your Magpul can't, point. I can't fault you for your attention span. <laughs> huh? What? what? Um, Magpul is coming out with a few more uh, cases. I guess they finally decided that oh, the popularity of their yeah. case uh, that everybody's been buying is... Is worth investing the t- the tooling and the machinery to make it for other things. Yep. So they're coming out with it for the Galaxy S3 and the Galaxy Galaxy S4, and the the uh, Apple iPad Minis. So you're looking at the cases for the Galaxies are going to range probably about 17 bucks,
0: and it looks like it's going to be 30 dollars for um, the iPad Mini. You know what? I have a problem with this, and let me tell you what my problem is. Before it was easy. I need a new phone. I go get an iPad. Phone. Wow. I <laughs> Don't know what happened there. Uh, it was a computer glitch. Uh, <laughs> I go get an iPhone because Magpul only makes cases for the iPhone. Now I have a problem because I need a new phone and now I have the Galaxy S, whatever they are, as an option. S3s and S4s. S3s and S4s no, as an option.
1: They're not an option. You stick with your iPhones. See, you get but frustrated now enough, but you get frustrated enough with your iPhone because you're so untechnologically I'm sorry. advanced. i What was that word you Don't were worry, trying I'll to use? not I'll fix myself. I can oh. <laughs> edit that. Uh, you're so I like that about you. Y- but you you shouldn't change. You should see. Look at you. You're cussing at your phone right
0: now because it's not loading. No, it killed my web page that I had up that we're going to talk about another story. All right. Well,
1: while you look that up again, we'll, let's talk about the Strike Industries Cobra Fang trigger guard. Uh, It's a new trigger guard that they're coming out with, um, and everyone, you know, what's special about trigger guards these days? Really nothing.
0: Well, they're plastic, and they're shaped cool, or they're built into your lower. Or Yeah, or they're built into your
1: lower. Well, um, Strike Industries came out with this new uh, trigger guard that's supposed to help you guide your magazine into the the magwell.
0: Uh Uh-huh. That's interesting. So instead of a flared magwell, it's like a flared trigger guard thing, kind of like a Glock butt plug is, that helps you guide the magazine in the magwell. I yeah, get it. I mean, I'm trying to really see how... I would need
1: one to kind of toy around with it to see it. Um, but it, yeah, and it provides a uh, finger rest um, and assists in the reloads, is basically what, what they've come finger out Finger rest? Yeah. Ooh. Which
0: I, I don't know. You know what? I... I I want to preface this with I don't have a problem with this product at all. I haven't seen it yet, haven't played with it. Um, I don't poo-poo the idea. But I tell you what, if you can imagine some sort of product for an AR-15, if you can think of, you know, somebody out there is manufacturing it and has it for sale, right? I mean, the other day we were sitting around the gun guys and us talking and Somebody said, wouldn't it be cool to have a muzzle break that was shaped like a dragon? And the end of the break was the dragon's mouth, and the teeth kind of poked out a little bit, and maybe the eyes had holes in them, so kind of the, the muzzle blast came out of the dragon's right, mouth. Right, right, and, and the, the eyeballs. eyes,
1: because like real dragons, yeah, the flame comes out of their
0: eyes. Right, so Scott? they sell one of those. They make one. I found it on the Internet. It is for sale, and it's not very expensive. <laughs> really? And it's in half by 28 for an uh, AR-15. How long till it melts on the end of your barrel? I I don't know what it's made out of or what it's machined out of. I, I don't remember off the top of my head, but it is seemed it from like... from China? Because no. it's made of lead if nope. it is. Nope. <laughs> but it is for sale. That's what I'm telling you. If you can think of some weird, odd, even uh, useless there. product, yeah, you can go buy it. The bottle openers for the AR-15 is the perfect example of such. Speaking of... Uh, Things that I'm not sure what the use is. And things that are just, if you want it, there's something you, out there. You can buy. There's a fella on, uh, I guess he's on castbullets, uh, dot com, And if you go to our Facebook page, you can see a picture. Uh, but he built himself basically from scratch. He built everything on this gun but the barrel. And it's in the, <laughs> the caliber is 700 WTF. Um <laughs> oh, 700 what, uh, seven hundred what the French toast. Yes, seven hundred uh wanted to find. Isn't that what that stands for? Anyways, the Wake the Frogs. Wake the <laughs> This would wake the frog. It's like and going it
1: frog is, hunting. I mean imagine
0: shooting a frog with that. There wouldn't be much frog left. Yeah. This is the cartridge, the seven hundred WTF, is made by fire forming fifty BMG brass, trimming Yeesh. it down to three inches in length and then sizing it. Wait. They're basically like a 12 gauge, but 700. Yeah, about 700? yeah, that's about, yeah. yeah, about Anyway, uh, that's ridiculous. Um, it pushes a 1,132 grain lead bullet <laughs> 2,300 feet per second. And for those of you like me who are math inclined, that's 13,000 pound feet of energy. So that's ridiculous. Uh, but this fellow made himself a, uh, a custom. Bolt gun, which is really impressive. Uh, And it's got an aim point on it. I'd like to point that out. uh, As I do believe, and I think this is further proof, that aim point is the perfect uh, firearm optic. And if you want to go to YouTube and uh, Google the 700 WTF rifle, you could see some video of people shooting this thing. And I don't think it's for a new shooter. I wouldn't use this. No. This would be bad. The, the exact opposite. The thing you'd pretty give. light,
1: right? It only has the possibility of detaching your retina, right, or something. I think like
0: that. it might break your shoulder and detach your retina at the same time. Um, I wonder what
1: that would be compared to, like a seven hundred nitro. Uh,
0: as far as the foot pounds, I yeah. don't know. It's I think it's higher Isn't the seven hundred nitro, slightly lower. It's pretty bad. Anywho, it's ridiculous. It's uh, definitely wake the frogs powerful. Yeah. That's basically basically it has the same pound feet of energy. It's close to a BMG, fifty BMG. And it's more than a 700 Nitro. So, yeah, so that's. And I know that the 700
1: Nitro, if you're not holding it right, has been known to detach retinas. I've heard that before.
0: Yes, yes. And I have seen it uh, dislocate shoulders. Yes, I have seen it dislocate shoulders too, (laughs) which is ridiculous. Um,
1: All right. So uh, anyone that has been following the blog and has been on our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash gun show podcast or www.thegunshowpodcast.com is going to start noticing that a name Ethan is going to be popping up. He is going to be joining our team. Uh, He's going to be uh, writing for us and helping us get product in for reviews.
0: We don't have to pay him,
1: right? No, not yet. Oh, thank God! We can't pay him until we get paid and then yeah. it all. Yeah, I'm still waiting on
0: still waiting on the check.
1: So, I'm <laughs> so I want to make sure to remind everybody uh listening to next week's show, uh if you have anything that you want to let any of us know that would be a perfect Christmas gift. Uh, Tell us, then you can, you know, say, "Hey, honey, let's listen to the podcast on the way into wherever we're going." That way, she can go. Hmm, I wonder if he'd like that. The guy who sent the question in or the suggestion, his name is, you know, Ben, and my husband's name is Ben. (laughs) Maybe it's for him.
0: And we'll give you credit and leave your last
1: name out of it. Yeah, we'll leave your last name way out of it. And that's what we've started to do anyway. But make sure you go to Facebook.com slash Gun Podcast, drop us a line, like us, and have all of your friends like us as well.